Welcome back, everybody, to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we're here to bring you some more good information on all things sports, and of course, we love to talk about bourbon. You know, when we first uh, came up with the idea to do the podcast, we never talked about starting every episode off with a toast, but now this is our third episode, and here we are, about to give another toast, so uh, it, it's almost becoming a, a regular thing on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but we like to recognize, you know, when, when things happen, and this past week, the sports world lost two legends, uh, Bill Russell and Vin Scully. You know, Bill Russell played 13 years in the NBA, won 11 championships, five MVPs, and was a 12-time All-Star. I think, uh, you know, the, the most important thing that I take from Bill Russell is the work he did on, you know, on the, on the equality front. You know, he was, he was involved in nearly every major event that we know. Yeah. He was on the front row of Martin Luther King's. Him and Jim Brown. Yeah. Really. They were, they were on the forefront of equality. And I think, you know, for me, for me, that is what I, I remember most of Bill Absolutely, Russell. It's yeah. not, his, not his basketball, even though I think we both agree he's like a fringe player on, on our Rushmore. I mean, he's the ultimate goats. winner. Yeah, yeah, he is the ultimate winner. Only one season where he won an MVP. Only two seasons he wasn't a champion. I but mean, I think the the world was a much better place. Yep. With Bill and, Russell, I mean, everybody would stop uh, LeBron James if if Bill Russell was at the court. He would stop and and show his respect. I mean, that's that's the type of respect he got. And Vin Scully, I mean, sixty seven years doing what he loved as a broadcaster. Yeah, Vin Scully, to me, Vin Scully is where my, my love of baseball began. I, I can't tell you, I, I lived for every Saturday morning. Vin Scully and Joe Garagiola, mm -hmm. those two guys together, that's, that's the epitome of baseball. And I think Vin Scully clearly is the epitome of a broadcaster. Um, you know, the cool thing about Vin Scully is, you know, he got his start at Ebbets Field, mm -hmm. so he was calling games at one of the greatest venues ever in baseball. So, and, and a couple other stats, 25 World Series, 12 All-Star games, 18 no-hitters and three perfect games. Really? He was the, the commentator 18 on. 18 no-hitters. 18 no-hitters. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. that's impressive. He was, he was there for Don Larson and Sandy Koufax. Okay. Perfect games. He was on the mic. Nice. Miss him. Miss gonna miss Vin Scully's voice. Well, and one more uh, person we wanted to include in his toast, which is again close to the Bama Nation, um, but the voice of the Tide, Eli Gold. He's gonna take this year off. Uh, he's got some health issues that he so he needs to focus on his health and getting better. Um, but Eli, I mean, he was calling the games when we were students. Yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah. got his start. He got his start in the years late ago. '80s. Thirty-four years. Eighty-eight, I think, was his his first year actually. Um, yeah, I tell you, tell you what you might not know about Eli Gold is he actually got his start in ice hockey. And I didn't. I knew yeah. he did. I do. I knew he did some NASCAR, and yeah. he was very good at it. Even though I, I was never really a big NASCAR guy, yeah. but but he. That voice of his is so unique. Yeah, I don't no, know I, if I that was know. his first love, but, you know, he's a New York guy. Okay. And so he got his start in ice hockey. I, yeah. I never knew that about him. I knew, I, you, I, I knew I, you'd like that. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Good, good, little, good little, little tidbit there. So, anyway, we'd like to raise our glass and toast. 
to Mr. Russell, Mr. Scully, and, and of course Eli Gold. Eli, get better. And, get better, and, Eli. And to we're going to need you. We're going to miss y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that brings up a, another another point. point excuse Pert. me. <laughs> what you sipping on? Oh, today I'm sipping on one of my favorites, but uh, it, it, it's so hard to get. It is I, hard to get. I only, I only break it open for special occasions. Uh, you I know, can only a good, guess. A good fillet on the grill, doing a podcast with, 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 with my buddy. Uh, so I broke out the Blantons for, for tonight's episode. Nice. He, he withheld the Blantons from me. <laughs> I didn't know we had it, a bottle it's, ready it's, for it's, the pour. It's getting slim pickings. You got to so, ration it out. That's a good one. Well, I'm sipping on a, a tried and true old forester statesman. Okay. Yeah, this is a this is a good one. It's a, you know in the sixty dollar range. So this one, you know, I think uh, I would definitely want to sip this one exactly how I am. Neat. It's nice and smooth. And I think in a future episode we're gonna we're gonna do for for the rate that shit segment a whole flight. Of the different old foresters. Oh yeah, uh, yeah and, and we'll probably bring bring along a guest. Yeah, we got we got a buddy who who loves the old forester yeah, line. He, he's so. got the whole collection, and and so we'll bring him on, and and we'll try them all. See Sweet. which one we like the best. Cool. Hey, well, hey, before before we get into into the content okay. tonight, I want to talk wings real quick. Okay, I want to talk wings. You know we. We grew up on buffalo style wings mm -hmm. in Tuscaloosa, and we think our wings in Tuscaloosa are some of the best in the country. I actually ate at Baumhauer's on uh, Saturday. I figured you did. <laughs> well, well, I'm here to tell you here here in our local area in the Charlotte area, we ate at a place this weekend okay. that I think I think you'll be impressed. Worthy. With. Yes, worthy. They're from Buffalo. Okay. They're from Buffalo, so they ought to know wings. Yeah, they should. Yeah, it was a, a taste of Buffalo Pizzeria in Huntersville. Okay. And and their wings, they were crispy. Uh, that was going to be my question. They, were, they, were they the big, fat, meaty ones, or were they the little, skinny, crispy ones? They were skinny, crispy, okay. little flats, and, and the regular wings, they were bone-in. You know, I don't... I don't think a nugget is a nugget's a nugget. It's not a wing for those of you like boneless well, wings. You, I don't think they're a wing. I didn't but, tell you the story, but you're calling me out because at Baumhauer this weekend, I decided to get the no. what they call the hot lips, which is the boneless. Uh oh, that's and that's it, a nugget. It was a mistake. I won't it's make that mistake again. But here at Sports Page, I I prefer their boneless yeah. to their bone in. Yeah, but uh, not Baumhauer's. Well, this this place it was a mistake. This place is is definitely worth us okay. going and, and eating on a, on a good Saturday, watching some games and or, or go and do one, our podcast there. Yeah, one more question for you: Are you a ranch guy or a blue cheese blue guy? Cheese. Thank Don't, you. Ranch was ranches ranches. That's yeah. an abomination to a good wing. Ranch, so I, ranch goes on a salad. Of course, my family, they put it on everything. Yeah, mine did. Mine my too. wife had Even it on, on the chicken and potatoes yeah, tonight. <laughs> exactly. I thought I would throw you a curveball okay. today. No, and yeah, give you it's a good to know. You know I love uh, some buffalo wings. Yeah. And if there's a good local place that compares to what we grew up on. And, and speaking of Baumhauer's, it's their 40-year anniversary. Oh, wow. And uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at you know the year they opened. And I want to say it, it was uh, so it was eighty two. Yeah. 
I was at Bama in 85. So I've been Ooh. with Baumhauer's for 37 of their 40 years. That was, you know, Baumhauer's was actually my real first introduction into a wing, Same. you know, growing up where I grew up. Same. So, I, I'd have, I had yeah. him delivered right to the dorm room. But they're Buffalo guys. He, Bob's a Buffalo guy, I think. I don't know. You don't quote me on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm pretty I know, sure. I know he I mean, played for Bama and then played for the Dolphins, but uh, I'm not sure where he grew up. Well, that's that's cool. Let's uh let's move on. Why don't you, you tell these tell come these, in high? Yeah, tell these people what we're gonna do. All right. Uh, you know, we're, let's talk about some current events in the news. Uh, one thing that came down this week was uh, the Deshaun Watson Deshaun. suspension. Hmm. Uh, they suspended him six games and no fine, and the um the NFL has appealed it. Um, so I would hope so. so I would hope so. That's. To me, that's a sad. That's a sad tale. That's I don't even understand the suspension. You know, I do know that the judge Sue Robinson looked it over, and she thought, you know, because because it wasn't considered a violent, violent. crime, which I don't understand how that's not a violent <laughs> crime. I mean, you're subjecting, you know, a person to something that they're not. You know, accepting of that seems rather violent to me. I don't know, but that's me. I just don't understand it. I think six games is is crazy. The fine part. I mean, you could find the, the dude, and and the the Browns are going to pay his fine anyway, so that's not going to really hit him. Well, and the, the Browns are catching a lot of heat from the rest of the league because of the way they structured Deshaun's contract, mm-hmm. where they only they're only on the hook for one million dollars this year. Oh wow! So, so of the two hundred thirty million dollar contract. Only a million this year. So it's almost, I mean, they backloaded it so that if they did lose him this year, it's no sweat. They, they're not losing anything. There's there's some protesting going on outside of camp. So I definitely think Roger Goodell's going to have to. Well, good, he assigned Peter Harvey, who's a former attorney general for New Jersey, mm. is going to hear the appeal. I was reading today that the Browns have already said they're going to honor whatever the appeal decision is. Okay. You know, at one point, the, I know the NFLPA was right, talking about right. if, if the NFL doesn't accept the suspension, we're going we're gonna to sue the NFL. But the Browns owner came out today and said that he was, uh, they were going to support whatever the appeal decision was, they will support it. How, how about this? Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. he was suspended three games for touching a woman. One woman. Yeah. One I give you something worse than that, Terrell Pryor. Yeah, yeah. He was suspended five games for getting a free tattoo in college. So Deshaun, <laughs> sixty-something massages and inappropriate behavior at all of them. I'll I'll trump that. <laughs> Vincent Jackson. I don't remember you remember the, Vincent I, Jackson? I, I remember Wild him, but receiver? I don't remember the suspension. Suspended three games for driving without a license. Half of Deshaun's suspension. So just for just for driving without a license. Yeah, I mean, it, Tom Brady. There's got to be some consistencies. Brady suspended four games for, for the Flate Gate, yeah. which is a whole separate discussion. Right. Anyway, now I think we uh, I think we both agree that. That this has got to this has got to be appealed and it's got to be. I think the Browns play without him for the year. I really do. You'll see. Well, that in- the last I heard, uh, the predictions from the insiders are saying twelve games and a ten million dollar fine. That was the, that was the most current thing I heard. But we'll see. Um, 
I don't know where everybody falls on that. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be very, you know, different. You know, how each person falls on it, and I, you know, I've kind of watched some of the camp tape, and I haven't seen a lot of negativity towards Deshaun. Right. Well, I mean, that, the players but, just want to win. They just yeah, want to sure. play and want to win. Sure. And Deshaun gives them the best chance to win. Absolutely. So that makes them successful. So they may not like the guy off the field. They don't have to. Uh, yeah, you got to get along in the locker room to a degree, but they're, they're there to win. They're there to make their own money. Just when the Browns are making progress – they, 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 they the do Browns. this. I mean, they just completely can't get out I of mean, their way. They, their their decisions with quarterbacks is, is ranks right up there with yours, and we'll get to th- we'll get to that a little later in the show. Oh boy! But they seem to be the league seems to care more about when when you affect the integrity of the league more so than what you do to women or drunk driving or, or what, you know, where, where you put somebody else at harm. They're yeah, more, you know, they're Calvin, concerned about the Calvin shield. Ridley yeah. was on leave. He wasn't even part of the team. So a he full year for betting. Uh, in, well, I mean, indefinite. I, a minimum of a year. Yeah, but it's an indefinite, oh, wow. He has to reinstate. He has to reapply to get, uh, you know, be able to come back into the league. The Dolphins, they just got handed down a, a, a pretty heavy uh, fine. The, the owner got suspended. He got fined. I think it was like $1.6 million, but to a billionaire like Ross, that's like nine bucks to yeah, me and you. Um, they lost two draft picks. The biggest thing was they lost their first round right. pick next year. Um, so, and that was for the the tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Um, yeah, you know a lot of that that goes on. That I goes mean, on throughout that's the league. Common practice. Yeah, it's common. Yeah, everybody's always making moves under the table, trying to plan out for the following year. So that's that wasn't a surprise to me. So I got a, I got a little bit of information for you here. You you surprised me with the wing discussion. So I better have a three times <laughs> three times in league history has a team had to forfeit their number one draft pick. All three times, your boy <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> He's been so, involved so in you all got Spygate, of. Oh, wow, that's of 2008, which he—I mean—he was a part of the team. He right. wasn't—he he wasn't, no wasn't up there with the binoculars, but he was part of the team. Uh, Deflate Gate, which you already right. mentioned, 2015, and now tampering the 2022 Dolphins. So he's a goat, man. I mean, he's I guess I guess everybody, everybody wants, wants him. him. So you're, you're going to do what you got to, even, the, if it, even if it's cheating. The championship runs through the goat. Super Bowl runs it, it through the usually goat. does. I mean, he, he's either, unless he's either Eli, winning it or losing it. Unless yeah. Eli is a quarterback. Yeah, his nemesis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, let's let's drive on, man. Let's, let's drive do it. on. Let's, let's do it. What you know? Obviously, we always have a big part of our show, and this week we're going to dive into fantasy football. And we've been doing fantasy football for a long time. I mean, Colby started a league up when when I was we were still in college. Yeah, we yeah, were both still in college. We actually. Did the statistics through the USA Today? I did through the USA Today. Yeah. We asked, had to use newspapers to come up with yeah, the there, stats. There, there was no uh, websites, no, no websites, no just, cheat sheets, no lists. It. Yeah, you had to do your own research. We missed the boat. We missed the boat. We could have. I, I know, and I, 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 I've thought that in the past. That and you know, I, I, I always share any advice. You know, I, I've never been one to hold secrets you know if people are getting into it 
and ask me questions, want advice, I give it to them. You know, I, it's it's not just about, uh, you know, yeah, I love winning championships. Right, but, you know, right. I also like to see other people enjoy it and, and, and want to stay in it. You know, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. So, know, well, keep, it's, keep it's it taken, it's taken the, taken the country over fantasy sports. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's oh, it's a big it's involved in everything. It's in fact, business. even even a lot of the players talk about their fantasy yeah, value yeah. and, and some, they tweet. Some, and, yeah, some of them will be like, "I don't give a about your fantasy," and then others are like, "I picked me first, right, you know, right. and, and play me this week, exactly, yeah, yeah. Play yeah. put me, me in." So, so you get both sides of it from the players. That some of them could care less; they don't want to hear you uh, bitching about what they're doing and the other ones, you know, they embrace it and uh, they know it's, it brings the fans to the games. And, That's right. And, it's uh, fun. It's fun. If you haven't played fantasy, there's a ton of websites oh, to go to and play it. So you can, you can, you don't, you know, we always have gotten our buddies together and, and right. done our leagues. I think that but you makes don't have it. to, you can, you can join random leagues online, you know, ESPN's, <clears throat> excuse me, ESPN's got them. CBS has them. Yahoo. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. I don't play in any random leagues. You know, I, yeah. I like to keep it, you know, just just with the guys, the friends that we have and the people that we've met through the years playing it. Yeah. I don't really like to play in random leagues, but, you know. Yeah, I, I don't do much fan duels or, you know, the, the stuff like that. I, I like our close-knit bragging rights. Right. You know, it's, it's more about the, the – the, bragging rights than it is the money yeah and you i think you know a lot of the information we're going to put out you know will be from the hit from the hip for me right i don't do a lot of stat crunching i, I used you to know, I, I don't i just don't i, I mean it's all well, it's all in here it's all gut feeling right. from the previous year the previous three years what i think what i know just simply from following and reading obviously now we have um, you know, we have websites. And they but, do a lot of the work for you. And that's why I don't want to spend today's show talking about the obvious. Right, exactly. I mean, I don't need to tell anybody. Who the top draft draft, draft Jonathan Taylor. Right. Draft Josh Mc, Allen. Yeah, McCaffrey. I mean, that that's a given. So what right. I want to focus on more is strategy, you know, because – do you do you take a quarterback? Do you take a running? You know, that that plays a role. Sure. The strategy plays a role, and then also in the type of league you're in. Right. You know, we're in a keeper know, league. Know your know your scoring system. That's right. We're in a keeper league, and knowing your scoring system. So in our in our league, you know, you get to keep three. So that that definitely influences the the rankings because you know certain players are going to be kept and. You never know who's keeping who at the end of the year, and right. you have to really balance that out. So, you know, this this show tonight is going to be a little different for us. For Absolutely. me, it was a little different yeah. coming up with this information because we're speaking to people that are doing PPR, right. PPR halves, right. you know, all kinds of different league standards. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let, let's, let's jump right into it, and let's start out with the rookies. That's one always my, my favorite. And yeah. With rookies, to me – you got to find the rookie that it got drafted into the right situation. Like Najee Harris last year going to Pittsburgh yeah. was perfect. Ideal situation. Now he's a top 10. He'll be a first round running back in every draft uh, you yeah. know, across the country. So you got to look for 
that fit, that opportunity. You know, if a, if a stud running back in college gets drafted to a team that's already got a, a, a stud running back, right. he's not going to see the field. So you got to find those players that went to the right situation, the right scheme that fits them. They're, they're going to get those opportunities. They're going to have a chance to, to exceed. Um, so that's what I look for in the rookies. Yeah, um, yeah, def- definitely where they where they get drafted in terms of and and you know a lot of it, not necessarily early playing time, but scheme yeah. and coach. You know, yeah. like uh, Andy Reid, right? A run Put happy a, 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 team. Yeah, exactly. You want to you know you want an RB one to get twenty plus carries a game. So you know, but I don't know. I I struggled this year with finding a lot of high caliber running backs. Okay. I, I have I have two on my list. I actually have three. I think Brees Hall, obviously. With the Jets. With the Jets. He's going into a good situation, I think. I know he's got Carter there yeah, already. You got the, the UNC. But I like Brees Hall, his his ability, his his speed. He's got elite speed. So I really like his ability to become the number one by season's end. Right. You know, you might be splitting carries. And, of course, any pick you make is always going to depend on what your average draft position is. You have to count that in. You want value for that You want value because, you you know, you don't want to be the – you don't necessarily want to be the person. Unless you just have that Derrick Henry from your team – that your college team that you want and you know people want them and you want right. to get them and early, you but you, not that doesn't out. win fantasy no, it does. That's, that's, at all. That's picking with, with this and yeah. not this, your, your heart and not your head. So. But I like I like Brees Hall for sure. And I tell you, somebody that is that I think is climbing, and, and this is going to sound like a Homer comment, <laughs> but I really like Brian Robinson in Washington. And the reason I like B-Rob, because number one, he can run – um, between the tackles, and they have they have a scheme in there that I think fits him. He, he makes a lot of people miss. Mm-hmm. He gets a lot of yards after contact. And, of course, Antonio Gibson cannot hold on to the ball. Right. Well, and funny you, you mentioned B-Rob because I've got him on my list too. I knew you would. Because – He's a homer. For, for, well, but for the same reasons, uh, he's a bigger back. He, he can take the beating. He can run between the tackles. He's gonna. I think he's gonna get the goal line work. Absolutely, and get the goal that's, line that's work a quick immediately. Way to, that's the, the quick way work. to get the points in the fantasy football. Yeah. is is those he could be those a touchdowns. touchdown monster early. Yeah, because to get you through the time that it takes him to win right. the job. I suspect he's gonna yeah. win the job because Gibson and McKissick are little guys, yeah. scat backs. You know. Gibson was a wide receiver in college. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, he converted to running back in the pros. And so, and Ron Riv- Rivera. Oh, he – and yeah, he I mean, likes, Jonathan Taylor, D'Angelo yeah. Williams, when, when he was with the Panthers. Yeah, he, he likes to pound the he ball. He likes to use that situational. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I, I had B-Rob also. I, I'll give you a, kind of a, a name that's that's not a real popular name, uh, and that's Damian Pierce with the Texans. Yeah. The Florida yeah. running back. Um you know, all he's competing with out there is uh, Marlon Mack coming off of the Achilles injury and uh, Rex Burkhead, who's 
got some mileage on him, and you know he's never really been an RB one anywhere. He's, right. he's always he's always produced, but never really been an RB one. Pierce is a dog too. He's a dog like he is. He's awesome in uh, the passing game. Mm-hmm. Like he's a great pass blocker. Yeah, out of the running back position. Which well, is that's huge gonna that's gonna be the key. If, if he can prove that he can block, yeah, he can. He'll I'm, get the work. He can, That's, man. I, 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 I tell you another thing I think is important in, in fantasy sports now is Instagram. I know I'm getting off the subject a minute, but Instagram. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this No, one. listen, Instagram is huge. If you keep up with Instagram and you see these and you get all these latest tweets and information, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the same to me. You get real-time information from camps. Right, and you and I, I've been seeing information about Damon. Pierce. I thought you were saying that he was going to benefit because he was on Instagram. <laughs> no. I, didn't, I didn't know no, where you were going. With he's that. he's getting all kinds of love out of the camp right now, even though it's the Texans. Right, it's yeah. the Texans, but still. yeah, I mean that's the thing. He's he's not going to be on a good team. So yeah, that was you a gotta, bad he, transition. You got to knock you got to knock him down a little bit because of the team he's on, but. You then knock him up a little bit because of the opportunities that I think he's going to get. I think he's a good. I mean, you don't want to jump on him in the, in the early rounds, right? Right. But as your yeah. as your RB three, RB four, uh, he's a good one to take a flyer on. And then I'm going to give you one more running back, All right. and that's the Michigan State Kenneth yeah. Walker. And the reason that I like him, he's he's I, I've not raised him up a little bit here recently because Chris Carson having to retire. Yeah, he I. I I still like Rashard Penny so Penny, much. But the, and the thing with Penny is health. I know. Penny needs you some know, health, th- so that, he's that's good, a good handcuff. That's, but, I was, that, yeah. that's what I was just about to say. That's a good backfield if you want to do a handcuff. Yeah, he is a good handcuff for sure. I think he is going to work in the in the two slot. I like Rashard Penny so much, though, that yeah. I, I, was, I, was a little, oh, I, I was a little bearish on, on him. I just – yeah. Well, like I said, if it wasn't if Carson didn't have to retire, he wouldn't have made my list right. because then he would have been third fiddle. Yeah. But with Carson going out and with Penny's injury history, uh, that bumped Walker up for me a little bit. I got I got one more name too as a running back. Okay. Rashad White for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. You know he was he was a great running back in college for sure, but. Leonard Fournette reporting a little overweight. I don't know if that's blown out of proportion. I think, I think it was. I think so. I think he's going to be in shape. But I think Rashad White could be a good good pickup from maybe, uh, you know, long-term, you know, a keeper league. He, he might have potential. And, and LF7, he's, he's capable of injury. Yeah. He's yeah. capable of injury. So, well, Ronald, they got rid of Ronald, Ronald Jones. Jones is not there That's anymore, right. so uh, you know that that gives him a more opportunity to to get some carries. We're going to end up going through all the rookie running backs <laughs> if we keep it up. Now, nah, that's that, those were the the ones that there's not really any that like Najee last year where you just everybody was running to get him because yeah. you knew he was going to. It's wide out heavy in in rookies this yeah, year. Yeah, and to me. I, I I like two wide outs. Who you I like? like Sky Moore. Yeah, over at Kansas City, yeah. you know, Tyreek left and went to um, the Dolphins. Dolphins. So I think it's going to be. I think it's going to come down to Sky and Hardman, Nicole Hardman. Mm-hmm. Who's going to? And it might take both of them. I don't know Juju. 
Well, but Juju's more of a, a bigger. I'm talking to fill that Tyreek role. That, I got you. I got you. That, the, that the, slants and you know yak yards after the catch. Um, right. So I like I like Sky more, and and I've been hearing great things about his his camp so far. Yeah, yeah, um, I have too. So so I like I him. I, I thought I had him on my list. And uh, Romeo, and I don't know if it's Dobbs is how you pronounce it. Oh, you you talking foreign language? But the rookie, now. the rookie uh, for Green Bay. You know, there's a lot of catches on the table in Green Bay with Devontae leaving. Oh, I mean, I like, that's I like Chris Watson over him at a over Bay, 100. Though. That's over 100 catches leaving. And uh, well, and the reason I like him is up. because even Aaron Rodgers came out and said this kid makes an amazing play every day in mm. practice. Um, yeah, and you know Rodgers spreads the ball out, so oh, yeah. it's, it's, if you're open, he's gonna oh, yeah. find that, you. You can that, you can have two or three Packers uh, on rosters that are gonna produce. I think there's a lot of receivers, you know, it in was, this rookie it was class. A deep, yeah, I mean, you got Olave. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a name, and I'm I'm a little bit iffy on this one, but you know, he's a Buckeye, so you, and, and you know my stance on Ohio State, but. I cannot deny the love I have for Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Because I've watched him for years with, you know, watching the Michigan-Ohio State game. He's such a polished route runner and his speed. I just think – I personally think he was the most complete wide receiver in the draft. That's just my opinion. And I think the Jets, they need an obvious one. I'm a little obviously worried about their quarterback situation, right. and it's the well, Jets. And, and they just lost their their starting left tackle I know. for the second year in a yeah, row. Yeah, I know. So we'll, but I I still like Garrett Wilson. I think, you know, we're always trying to find the next Jamar Chase or the next. Well, there's there's three schools that pretty much. Yeah. Their their wide receivers are going to produce. Sure. Ohio State, LSU, and Alabama. Right. Those they put constantly. All pro wide receivers in the league. I mean, when you think about Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, maybe the two top wide receivers to draft this year. Yeah. Um, Ohio State, you got Olave, you got Garrett Wilson, Alabama, Jerry Judy, uh, Jalen Wilder, Devontae Smith. I mean, Jamo, this goes and, on. And when, when Jamo gets healthy, which Jamo, if he would have right. been healthy, he would have been on my list. But, you know, coming, coming out injured and. Not really knowing when he's going to sure. be able to play, but he's going to be a I, stud. And I think the Georgia the Georgia fan base would be mad if we didn't talk a little bit about George Pickens. Pickens, I've been so hearing good. Getting, th- I've been yeah. hearing good things about him in Pittsburgh. He's getting a lot of press in Pittsburgh in yeah. camp. I, and you know he was ultra, he was ultra talented anyway. Yeah, uh, at Georgia, he was just injured. He was often injured. He was immature, and Im- he had Im- yeah immaturity issues for sure. And he, but talent wise, talent wise, you can't deny was, the talent. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously his first few few weeks in camp have been really positive. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things. So I think I think Pickens is someone to take a look at. Well, what other rookies uh, are you you I mean, high on? I mean, I like I like I like Jalen Tolbert for Dallas. Because I think the Cowboys are going to be looking well, they possibly. Lo- yeah, they exactly. lost two of their top three wideouts. Exactly. You so know, Cooper went to Cleveland and, yeah. and Wilson went to the Dolphins. And Gallup, Gallup's hurt. It, 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 did Gallup, Gallup get hurt? Gallup's so hurt. So it's basically so CD and it's whoever. CD and, and I like, I like Jalen Tolbert. I think he's got a lot of potential. And I think, obviously, he's going to be 
down the list. So he might be like a, a wide receiver. I don't know. He's probably in the 80s or 90s maybe. So that's huge value mm-hmm. for a number two receiver with Dak yeah. in the Washington yeah, – I mean, a Dallas offense. They're going to throw it a lot. Yeah, they're going to have to – they're going to have to find him. So I, th- I like him. And, of course, the big boy in Atlanta, Drake London, you know, he's good. I like Traylon Burks. For all these guys, you know, used to, we always said a, a rookie wideout is no good until they, maybe year three. Yeah, they always said that be. was the hardest position to transition from college to pros. But that's now changed. that the yeah now that the pro the college offenses are essentially the same as the pro offenses. Yeah, they can they this can make changed. the transition a lot. We quicker. we don't see any basic dip in in these upper echelon college receivers i mean they come in and transition almost immediately right so yeah. so i think all these names are pretty strong and i i've mentioned chris watson in green bay you know he he has a chance to be a number two early you know something and and you know we didn't really talk about james cook right in buffalo i i kind of view james i kind of view you know maybe going in into picking up james cook pretty cautiously because you know it just there's no bills running back has had a lot of success right. in josh allen's time i right. mean josh allen is a complete quarterback with passing and running the ball he's going to run it more yeah you know, than, than the running backs uh and cook never really grabbed hold of the georgia job Right, and and, but you know, in fairness to Cook, they were loaded at running yeah. back, and I, I like Cook's ability out of the backfield to to catch. But you know, Josh Allen's the, you know, I think he's the clear number one quarterback. He doesn't really look to check down because right. he's got a big arm yeah, and he, he wants to throw deep. He to, wants to, to push digs. the ball deep. So, but I like I like Cook's ability. You know, I'm, but like I said, I'm a, I'm a little cautious on him, and I'm I'm definitely cautious on Zamir White in Oakland. I think. Or not Oakland, excuse me, Vegas. Vegas. It's hard. I love the <laughs> Oakland name. It's hard for me to go to Vegas. But Samir White, I think the the Hall of Fame game was smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. I think that's Josh Jacobs' job. Zamir White's going to be a nice fill-in. But Josh Jacobs, that's clearly his job. So I'd be cautious on Zamir White. And then I don't think there's a rookie quarterback no. to even waste our time talking about. No, I I didn't. Uh, I didn't put down any rookie quarterback, and that is definitely the hardest position. Sure. That, you know, yes, Justin Herbert came in and did did fabulous his his rookie year, but that's few and far between. Uh, yeah, unless you know, since we're talking about quarterbacks, you know, my ability to, to judge <laughs> quarterbacks is is so greatly known. Yeah, let, let me. Let, I am. I am the quarterback whisper. Of this group. Let me take you back to 1991, the year that I started the Fantasy Football League. You weren't a member yet. Not yet. 91. But uh, in 91, Joe Montana, my New York Giants, blew him up in the NFC Championship game and wrecked his elbow. Uh, Leonard Marshall. Uh, he Montana was rolling out. He avoided LT and Marshall creamed him from behind. Mm. Messed up his elbow. So he missed, uh, you know, the next couple of years until he was traded to the Chiefs. To the Chiefs. Um, but that brought in so they brought in Steve Young. Steve Young for the '92 season, which is 
was your first year that in the league. That was my first year in the league, Steve and, Young. Yeah, yeah and, he, was, uh, he, was, he was young. He was coming in yeah. to his own. He was, he was doing good. You know, he was big hype out of college, and he was doing good. And he got hurt. Yes, he did. So then they bring in Steve Bono. So you got oh. Steve Young and Steve Bono. Steve Bono, man, he was so, so calm in the pocket. He was he was athletic, tall. I mean, he had was that so... build for prototype build for a quarter. He led yes. him to a finish the '91 season with a five and I, I said Montana got hurt in '91. It was actually it was in '91, but it was the '90 season. All so right. it was like January of '91. So it was the '90 season. '91, Young was playing for Montana, and then he got hurt. Right. Then they brought in Steve Bono for the last six games mm-hmm. of the year. And Bono was he was fast tracking to the Hall of Fame, man. He was good. He was so good. He he went five and one to finish the year. Got him into the playoffs, and uh, they didn't they didn't quite go far. But but uh, so then going into the '92 season, who's think, who's going to lead the San Francisco 49ers? I think I had it, the what I have the second pick overall. Is it going to be Young or is it going to be Bono? I had the second <laughs> I, the second pick overall in the draft. And I was sold on Bono. You were convinced. I was convinced. They are not. not and, and we, I can remember we were behind the bar at Christopher's. <laughs> and I was telling you, you were like, oh, they're going Bono. Bono. I was like, man. they're going to go back to Steve Young. No, no, no. Bono, Bono. And you proceed to draft and, and make Steve Bono the quarterback of your very first franchise team. I mean, fantasy football team. Set me back. Set me back a little. That same season, uh, Bono didn't see the field, and Steve Young won the NFL MVP. <laughs> and Hall of Famer. And now he's a Hall of Famer. And that's why we like to tease Dustin about his uh, ability to pick quarterbacks. I'm still <laughs> – listen to me when we talk quarterbacks. I can I can watch film. I am still – So, 30 good. years later, I still give you hell about picking Steve Bono. Yeah, that's a great story. That, that's a Bono head move that right there. That was a bonehead move for sure. <laughs> I've never lived that one down. And that's cool. That's cool. I've won my share of games. All right. Well, so, since we're on the subject of quarterbacks uh, – Quarterback to me, yeah, there might be one or two that are a notch above the rest, you know, Mahomes or Josh Allen. But the quarterback position is so deep that to me, take your elite running backs, take your elite wide receivers, take that handful, five or six elite tight ends. I agree. And and then take your quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Unless, unless, Unless you can get Josh Allen, and I'm I'm even a little, but even that, I'm a little hesitant. I'm a little hesitant on Mahomes this year, but if you can't get Josh Allen or Mahomes, I agree. But you I still think, don't want to even move on one of them till probably the third or fourth round. Oh the yeah, yeah, for fourth, sure. Probably. Third, third, I think if you can get Josh Allen, you need to jump in on Josh Allen. I mean, he's yeah, it depends on four hundred fantasy points but. for sure, but. I think, you know, we both agree. I think late-round strategy on quarterbacks is the best bet. Load up on running backs. Load up on your one and two wide outs. Or if you possibly can get one of those elite tight ends early, I think you should wait. I like Kirk Cousins, man. I'm a Vikings guy. (laughs) I like Kirk Cousins. It's a new offense. You like that. I like (laughs) Kirk Cousins. You like that? I like him, man. I'm telling you. He... 
I need to. He always finishes in the second tier yeah, yeah, he, of he, numbers. He's always there, but you don't ever think of Kirk. It ain't Cousins. sexy. It's never sexy, but he always finishes that year right at that eight to ten. And the Vikings offense, it's new. It's going to be pass happy. That's what they say. It's going to be pass happy. He has weapons. Yeah, I and mean, you can you can wait on Cousins. I mean, he averaged 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns the last three years. Yeah. Those are good numbers. Yeah, it's solid. And, I mean, last year they had a good season. I mean, they, they lost, what, seven or eight games by one point, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I think they but led the league in, in one-point losses last he year. He still threw 33 touchdowns with seven INTs and 300 fantasy points. Oh, and he's got two studs at wide he receiver. He does. He's a sleeper, I mean, man. Jeff, Jefferson and Thielen. I mean, he, you, you draft you, – Jefferson's being talked about as the, the the first wide receiver taken. Yeah, or or second, depending right, on what, who you talk to. And yeah. Thielen is is you know he's Thielen top, he's old but he's top twenty. Don't sleep on him. So hey, they're not going to produce number one and number twenty numbers without somebody. And you still have the ball. you still have Dalvin Cook out of the backfield and Irv Smith, Irv Smith at tight end. If he can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean I I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't discount. Like I said, it's just it's not. It's not the glamorous, sexy pick. He's but efficient, it's a solid, though, man. He's efficient. It's, it's, he's efficient. Solid. He. You can count on Kirk Cousins, I think, to put up top ten numbers this year. So you know that would allow you to load up on on that second running back or or even you know the upper tier guy. So. So yeah. So obviously, you know, and I. I'll give you a few names, and I'll let you if you want to throw out the stats. You know, actually, I yeah, who you got? I didn't. I didn't even list any quarterbacks. You just because to me they're obvious, right? There, you know, there's your Josh Allen, then you got your your you know Lamar Jacksons and and Patrick Mahomes types and Aaron Rodgers, but to me it's it's you know. Well then, I, I I'll it's give all you, it's all lumped together for me. And, I'll give and you a few names to think about. Then I I don't mind sitting back and taking number twelve. I'm gonna load up in my other positions, and then I'm gonna take whatever the best quarterback, uh, you know, and then get a, a backup quarterback. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get two quarterbacks that are are rated very right. closely. Well, you pick didn't you get Jalen Hurts last year real yeah, late? Yeah, you know, yeah. and what and he. He was a top eight. I mean, was it he, six? He, yeah, he, I think he was either six or seven last year. And I think his his average draft position is going to be down a little bit too. He's going to be in this tier. I tell you, I'm going to give you one more name. You know, obviously, I think uh, Russell Wilson is going to bounce back. Russell Wilson is going to be Russell of old, and I think he's easily going to be a, a top ten quarterback. Well, I think I think Seattle held him back a little bit. Sure, I do you too. Know, I think Carroll's system, yeah, doesn't, didn't really let him. No, it was it was too collegiate. Yeah, it, it wasn't NFL. Right. And I I definitely think Russell Wilson has the potential to be that player that he's been drafted for for the last you know six seven years in fantasy yeah. sports. But he's another one who has tumbled down. You know, you can get he him. has tumbled. You can, you get can him yeah, 10, 11, ab- 12, uh, quarterback. You absolutely can get him late. And I'm gonna give you one more name. Okay. Unless you got one more no, point no, no, to no. add. No, go ahead. Jameis Winston. Now, you got to factor in the INTs for sure, depending on, well, you know. But, but what did he do at the end of – what did he do last year when, when he – I mean, he only threw – He threw 14 touchdowns in a five-game span. And then he – what was it, like three interceptions or something like that? 
I don't remember what that. Was. It wasn't many. I mean, he he was he was different. Right. I he, think I want to say it was fourteen three. I think that's what it was. Yeah, and and if you extrapolate his fourteen touchdowns out for the year, that's thirty three. Yeah. And he he does run too. He does run the ball. He doesn't. He's not a predominant runner, but he's a sneaky runner. But he, but he did get hurt in practice know, the other day. Yeah, so I know. You got, Got to yeah. keep an eye on that, see, make sure he's going to be healthy. Uh, I think his upside is huge. You could sit on – you could you in a 12-team league, you could sit on him to 12. I mean, and he, he's, you, you might even be able to get him as your backup. That, yeah. That's what I, Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not running out and getting a quarterback. No, no. Well, you know I'm going to let, I'm gonna let the quarterbacks league. fall to me. Yeah. And sure. I'm going to take two in that 10 to 15 range. You right. Know, and yeah. – and play the hot hand or play well, the we're, matchups. We're in a keeper league. I got Josh Allen, and so he's a he's a definite keeper for me. I right. think Josh Allen's just now coming into his own, and the Buffalo Bills are getting better. So let's drive on. Let's drive on. All, All right. right, let's move to running backs. And actually, actually, we should talk about Trey Lance for just a minute. I, just I, a minute. Actually, I've got him. You got him for, as, as one of your as sleepers. one of my no, as one of my avoids. Oh, okay, all right. Well, you and I are gonna have different spins on that then. So I'll, I mean, we, just, we can talk about him now, or we can save him for no, later. No, I'll just counterpoint you when you. Okay. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about him later. Let's let's go with okay. the next. Let's list. go running backs. Let's do it. And with the running backs early, you want to find that bell cow. Yeah. With with your first round pick. Very important. You want to get that every down back that you know is going to be there and deliver week after week. Um, because there's so many teams nowadays that, that do a running back by committee. That's right. Yep. And you, you want to try to get one of those bell cows. There's probably going to be between seven and eight running backs taken in most first rounds. You know, you got your Jonathan Taylor, your Christian McCaffrey, your D. Henry, your Austin Eckler, your Dalvin Cook, your Najee Harris, Joe, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon. Uh, yeah. Alvin Kamara, depending on, you know, what his – that's why I said seven to eight. Kamara's yeah. got some legal issues hanging over his head. and Javante Williams out of Denver's right there on that So, coast. I mean, you, you've got those bell cows that – they're not coming out on third down. They're not. They're not sharing the load. You know, it's not a 50-50 split. It's it's a 75-25, right. 80-20 split. So if you can get one of those, get them. Get them. Lock them up. Yeah, you have to. Um, but if you don't get one of those, then go with your stud wide receiver, stud tight ends. Uh, you know, go for your your Cooper Cups, your Justin Jefferson, your Jamar Chase. Uh, your Devontae Adams, your Travis Kelsey, um, go with them because they're going to put up, you know, some of those tight ends are going to put up wide receiver numbers. Yeah, and so, those big tight end numbers are make or break right. in, in late in the season. Yeah, so get your stud running back if you can. If, if, <clears throat> if those seven or eight I mentioned are gone and you don't really have a high feeling about one of the other ones, then grab a stud, stud wide receiver. What do you uh, – you got any guys that you – want to talk about that might not be obvious like let's talk about number twos and threes running backs you have well you know you mentioned him earlier uh and that's Rashad Penny yeah if if he can stay healthy yeah he could he could crack that top 10 he was top three fantasy the last few games oh yeah yeah yeah. he 
he's got all the talent in the world. He just can't, can't stay, stay healthy. on the field. If, for if sure. he can stay healthy, so I like him as as a sleeper. Uh, you know, try to uh, get him with as your as your RB two, RB three, yeah. possibly. Um, and then another situation to watch for: Kareem Hunt has right. asked for a trade. Yeah, I saw that. Which he's still good value, even if he stays in Cleveland, because because him and and uh, Chubb get a lot of equal shares. Sure. Um, but if he were to get traded to a good situation, I mean, he's probably the better running back, to be honest with you, because he's he's a he's more of a three. He's down more guy. of a three down. Yeah. Uh, Chubb's more of a one two. Sure. And, and but, I mean, I hate to discount Chubb in any right. way because oh, he but is, he gets he gets great on the one and two. I mean, he breaks so many long right. runs. So. But uh, so those are two names that I. I Watch their situations. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think Kareem. That's a that's a good call on Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, I I think Saquon, Saquon's gonna gonna be outside of that top ten conversation. Right. So he could potentially slip to some fantasy drafts. And I I I, I mean I know he's he's I've always said he's injury prone, but it's it's been a mixed bag of injuries. It's right. not like. He's had soft tissue. He's right. had bone. Nah, it's been nah, like it's, a mixed bag. Yeah. So, you know, it's just been freakish stuff. Last year, he what stepped backwards and tripped over the foot of his own player and rolled his ankle. Yeah. I mean, it's freakish stuff. So, I think right. if he can avoid, he's potential top five. Well, and, and you know, I, I Giants are my my pro sure. team, so I, I follow him, keep up with what's going on in training camp, and everything I'm hearing out of training camp is he's got that explosion back. Yeah, that he looks like. Rookie Saquon, and, yeah. and you know they drafted Evan Neal at Alabama to help anchor the offensive, uh, the offensive line. line. So they got two first-round tackles on each end of that line with Andrew Thomas on the left and Evan Neal on the right. And then they brought in some veterans for the to, to decent receiving core. Yep, good quarterback. He he's getting some he's getting some decent press. Uh, I saw. He is still a still a mixed bag. You gotcha. know they're, they're uh, but Saquon. He's got that explosion back, and um, I, I agree with you. He, 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 he'd be a good one. If you miss out on those top-tier guys, yeah. he'd be that, that, that next one. For yeah, he's, he's top-tier. It's just he's being held back Cause, by Because the risk-reward yeah, exactly. with him is, uh, is huge. You know, the reward could be – he could be RB1 of the whole league. Oh, yeah. So you're looking at – yeah, it's a risk because he's missed a, a big chunk of the last two seasons for injury. If he can stay healthy, the reward could be a league title. Yeah, it could, could be, be RB one. Yeah, he could definitely carry you with an RB two draft position right. with RB one numbers for sure. Absolutely. I like. Uh, let's move on. I like. Okay. I like Josh Jacobs too. I I think, you know, in in this offense, you know, with Devontae Adams coming over, and I like. Car to Adams, you know Waller. I think his production has a chance to rebound and be good. I just like Josh. He's in the last year of his contract. This is one we're going to disagree on. Okay. He he also is on my avoid list. I you know I I mean I'm not saying he can't be on an avoid list because I mean I think you have to factor in the draft position. Right. right. And I'm not. But, yeah. I'm not. I mean if if, if, if you if can, I can get him as a as a RB two RB three. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get him as a two a, a late two or an early, early three. three yeah, yeah. I think you could be right. But but as rewarded. far as as trying to because I think the I think the Raiders are going to run him into the ground this year. It's his last year of his contract. Right. 
He's still young. There's still a lot of usage questions, though. I know. You know, uh, he got abused at Bama. The 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 system he's in now isn't what drafted him. That's true. So you know, are they going to love him like like the last coaches did? You know, John Gruden loved him. John Gruden's not there anymore. Of course, you do have to figure in McDaniel's and the Patriots. And if you go back to the Patriots run game. It's always a committee. You never know. You know it's, but I, it's, it's, a not a, it's not really a committee. It's a matchup. Yeah, yeah, matchup. You know, which, yeah. which, which one fits best against the team we're playing that exactly. week. And that's why I always I think McDaniels. I mean, I, I again, I, it, I don't – I think Josh Jacobs' name used to carry that first round. Yep. But I, I, yeah, I don't hold him position, there anymore. But I definitely don't hold him there. But I think he's, I think he's got potential to be a, a sneaky two or a three. I'm leaning more three with him. All right. I'm leaning more three with him. What you think of Elijah Mitchell? There again, San Francisco, <laughs> their yeah. history. Uh, you know, one week, one week it's Mostert. Next week it's Elijah Mitchell. The next week, you know, it's. It was always somebody different with them. Yeah, but if you think about this, last year, you know, he was injured. Mm-hmm. He missed, I think, five or six games. He put up 963 yards and six touchdowns, 146 fantasy points. But if you blow that out, if he stays healthy, I know it's a big if. Right. That's 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns. That puts him in the top seven. Right. So Yeah, again, he's another one. If you can get him RB as a – RB 2024, but if you can get him – as a two, as a, a late two, two or early three, three, just like Jacobs, then, then I think it's a tons of potential risk reward, like yeah. like with Saquon. Yeah, exactly. So, what other running backs you wanted to? I mean, I I got a list of them. I like Daryl Williams in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, Daryl Williams was Daryl Williams is another one of those guys that was just consistent when he got the ball and got the chance. Yeah. He was good. And, and there'll be more chances because uh, Chase Edmonds is now down in Miami. Down in Miami and, and John Connor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the potential. Or James Connor, excuse me. Yeah. I'm thinking You're John thinking Connor, Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> James Connor. James, James Connor, I mean, he's potentially injury. I mean, he's, he's an injury waiting to happen. I mean, I know he's a touchdown guy, but mm-hmm. I just – I like Daryl Williams. Um, I like Sony Michelle. In Miami, I that's, do. That's crowded in Miami. And I know right, it's crowded. Right now. Now, it, it'll probably settle itself out as it the will. season goes on because you got Edmonds, who's not not used to being a, a bell cow. No, he's – You got Mostert, that. who's a stud when he's healthy, but there again. Yeah, he can't. He's he, too little. He can't stay. He's his, never stayed healthy. And he then, runs hard, too, yeah, and that's and, his And then his Michelle, and, you know, they're – Miami's now running the San Francisco offense uh, – because uh, McDaniel's, you know, is their new head coach. So right. Miami's running backs, yeah, I mean, scare I, me. Well, I, you know, I mean, I might would take one as an RB three, but well, I mean, I definitely would clearly. I mean, Chase Edmonds too. I mean, he he's he's a an RB three. Yeah, he, I mean, and he's listed as their RB one. Yeah, exactly. and I I, I just will, like Sony Michelle because of his experience. Mm-hmm. I think he can shoulder the load. I think he's going to be a goal line back for them. Um, so I yeah, just, he, he he could be a good sneaky one. I think he's a good sneaky one. I have Damien Pierce on on this list as well right. because he's going to be an RB one, and and he's going to get a percentage of the workload, and that's worth 
a two or a three. Oh, yeah, that's the key with running backs is touches. Yeah, touches. Yeah. How you want the the guys that are gonna have the ball in their hands, whether it's catching or running. That's right. Touches is the key. Touches equals production at the running back position. One last name: okay. Khalil Herbert, out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I I just I don't think the the staff the new coaching staff is sold on Montgomery. Right. Everything I've read, Montgomery is you seems like you know they're fading on Montgomery. Right. So I like Khalil Herbert. Every time he got in for Montgomery out last year, he right. was a fantasy stud. Yeah. He was he was on the everybody's waiver claim. The only problem was every time Montgomery came back, they went right back to Montgomery, and it's like but it's like why this this is true. So, yeah. I like I like I would put Khalil Herbert on your watch list and he would be somebody that, you know, if, if you go heavy on wide receivers and you're struggling on running backs, I think Khalil Herbert, you know, certainly could be a good handcuff if you yeah. if you had to. No, I, I like your list because your list didn't mention the obvious guy. Right. Your your list was okay, the obvious guys are gone. Who can I get good solid production from? Uh and you gave him a lot of good names as RB2s, RB3s to help round out that backfield. Sure. I mean, if you're watching this podcast, obviously, you know, most people, I think, know fantasy football pretty good. Right. You know, and I, I think we would be doing them Redundant, a disservice yeah. by Wasting our time if, restating the obvious that every fantasy website right. has on, you know, there's so many. It's just so much information. All right, let's jump into wide receivers. Let's do it. And like I mentioned earlier, try to grab a stud early because uh, you got some that are, that you know that that top tier wide receivers. Like I mentioned earlier, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, uh, they're going to put up elite numbers. So early, you, you know, your first second round, you want to grab. You don't want to come out of the first two rounds without at least an elite running back or an elite wide receiver. You've oh, yeah. got to come out with one of the two. Um, there's seven big-name wide receivers that actually changed teams this year. So that's going to be interesting to watch because you got Tyreek yeah. going from Kansas City to Miami. Is that going to hurt his numbers? They got a they got a they got a big receiver there that catches a lot of balls. I mean, There's gonna be a lot of balls to be Jalen Jalen Waddle Jaylen. set their rookie record last year for receptions. I know. Uh, so now you got you got two of them fighting. You know, they're both used to getting a hundred catches. Uh, you know, the one thing I like I like about that, you know, obviously is Tyreek. Tyreek, even though he's built like a slot guy. He's more of a one, you know. He's more outside, stretch the field, and you got Jalen in the slot coming down low, catching balls, making things happen. Right. So it, I think it's going to be interesting, and and of course we didn't really talk about Tua. No. I'm surprised. Well, we will. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Good. I'm glad because I do want to talk about Tua a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. You know, we got a little section coming up called sleepers. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, spoiler I, alert. I think. Man, the wide receiver, the wide receiver pool is just so deep. Yeah. Well, you know, getting back to what I mentioned, uh, so Tyreek changed teams. Devontae uh, Adams um, left Green Bay, and and MVP Rodgers throwing him the ball. Now he's with his college quarterback in in Vegas. You know, is that going to affect his numbers? 
I think it will a little bit, but I don't, I don't think it will a whole lot because I think they've got that that <laughs> chemistry that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, Amari Cooper left Dallas, going to Cleveland. Cleveland. Of course, who knows who's going to be throwing him the ball. Right. So that's a situation to watch. A.J. Brown left Tennessee and Tannehill, and now he's with um, Jalen in Philadelphia. Right. I don't. I don't really see a big drop off there. Uh, AJ AJ Brown's a tough one to. The only thing is he does have Devontae Smith sure. that he's going to be competing uh, for catches with. Yeah. Um, couple of uh, three other names, not quite on the same level as as those guys, but you had uh, a Rob, Aaron Robinson, now with the Rams. Allen Robinson. I mean Allen Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the Rams um, and Robert Woods. Left the Rams, Rams yeah. and then uh, Christian Kirk uh, right. going after the Cardinals. So you had seven, you know, early round wide receivers that have changed uh, locations, and it'd be interesting to see what what happens with those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I think it makes it tough to decide. You know, Tyreek Hill. You know, is he clearly elite? I mean, he's clearly an elite talent. But is he going to be an elite fantasy talent? I think that's going to be the tough, you know, tough thing to decide because yeah. you know. I think it's going to cost him in drafts this year a little bit. Sure, I mean I he's still he going to go. As, he's still going to go as a RW one. Yeah, but I don't think you know. Going into this year, if he was still in Kansas City, he'd be up there with Jefferson and Cup. Oh yeah, and Devontae yeah. as okay. Which one of those fours do you want to be the first wide receiver off the board? But now I think you definitely have him behind those other guys. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So what? Uh, so who do you like? You got any any crazy names you want to talk about? Uh, the only I mentioned earlier, Nicole Hardman. Yeah. You know, I think um, with Tyreek gone, you know, we're, we're just talking about Tyreek. Yeah. I think I'm not sold on Christian Kirk uh, being. Uh. Actually, Christian Kirk left. Yeah, he left Arizona. Um, they got Hollywood Brown. Yeah, is who he's on my list yeah, that's, over that, here. That's what I got confused. Um, Where did Christian Kirk go? He went to. He went to East Coast, didn't he? I'll have to. It'll come to me. But um, I'm, I'm gonna look it up while you're thinking. About <laughs> Christian, Kirk, uh, where did he go? He got big money to go to Ravens. No, it wasn't the Ravens. Where did he go? Anyway, he got big money that he didn't deserve. No. Uh, but anyway, Hollywood Brown's the one that went to the Cardinals. And I see McCole Hardman battling with Sky Moore for the Tyreek catches. Yeah. So, yeah. whichever one is getting the love in camp, I think you go with, uh, you know, when the season starts. So, that's a name. And another guy who some people might be sleeping on, Michael Thomas. Oh yeah, yeah, with the Saints. Now I know. I mean, I'm not throwing a name out there that no, he, was, was, he wasn't a, a you know a, a stud, right. but he is coming off an injury, sure. and uh, you know, so people might be sleeping on him a little bit. So if you can kind of steal him a little bit later than than what he should go for, that's a steal oh, right yeah. there. Yeah, I definitely think Michael Thomas should be on everybody's watch list. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk went to Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, that's what Jack- down there with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, because they. Because he Trevor didn't have a right, wide receiver right. one. They paid him like a wide receiver one, which yeah. I no, I, I don't think that's that. a little bit of a stretch. But, uh, I like Michael Pittman 
this Indy. year yeah. out of Indy. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think you know he's in his third year. You yeah, know, Maddie we talked Ice about now. that third year leap. You yep. know, and Matty Ice is there, and you know, which is an upgrade from it's Carson a Wentz. Huge upgrade, even, even mean, at Matt's age. He's sure, still... no, he can still move the ball around. I just think. Uh, with their balanced offense, and I just like Michael Pittman. I think he ought to be on everybody's list um, early. I do like Chase Claypool. Um, I just I just feel like, you know, last year, Big Ben, you know, whether you like Big Ben or not, it doesn't matter. In the last few years, he averaged, you know what his average time was throwing the football from snap? It's 3.5 seconds. That's crazy. That is crazy. How You know, Chase Claypool is a big boy. He's mm-hmm. a big kid. How is he going to get any kind of separation with the ball being thrown that quick? He, he needs the play to develop longer. So, I think Claypool has got the chance to be really, really big, sneaky big this year. Um, I, I just like him a lot. And I like, I like your boy. I like Kadarius Toney. I think he's – quite possibly one of the most athletic kids in the entire league. Um, you know, I just – his I think he's going to lead New York in targets for sure, which puts his production up there anyway. Um, he's just so explosive. And if he can stay healthy, you can get him as your wide receiver three. Yeah. Oh, and he can – He can easily you. be a top 15 yeah. wide out. Yeah. Easily. So, I think there's huge upside on him. You mentioned Hollywood Brown. Right. I mean, Hollywood Brown, he is just he's just a touchdown machine when he plays. You know, the problem is he's little. Right. And he's being reunited with Kyler Murray. They played at Oklahoma. I well, like now, now, Hopkins did get suspended for the first of the year, so that's yeah. going to open things up for Hardman and Brown. Yeah. And these are all guys that I think you're going to be able to get value out of. Right. You know, these are not obvious dudes. I mean, these are value dudes. Um, I like Devontae Parker. Yeah, he'll be, I mean, he'll who, be maxed. Who's going to be the target. guy in New England? Yeah. I mean, he's probably the best receiver they've had, name-wise, yeah. talent-wise. Of course, his issue, I know. again, is He's is never lived up to his hype, ever. Yeah. Um, so, I think Devontae Parker. Um, I like... I like Paris Campbell as the second guy in Indy. Yeah. In Indy. And I like Tyler Boyd and Cincy. I know Cincy's loaded. Well, but, but you, you know, a lot of times those second receivers, you got the, the, the number one getting all the attention. Sure. The defenses yeah. are rolling over there, putting two, three guys trying to stop Jamar Chase. That's going to open things up. And Higgins. You got and Higgins, Higgins yeah. as well. So it's going to open Boyd. things up for the other yeah. So when you got an offense that does like to throw the ball a lot, you can get that number two, number three guy, and they can still give you good quality production. Oh yeah. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is an interesting name. <laughs> he 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 is so talented, so good, but man, he'll hurt you. He will hurt you on fantasy, but he's in Houston. Well, Who's the guy? Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, he and Davis Mills is not. Yeah. I think Mills is a good quarterback. I mean, Mills is a good prototype he is. NFL quarterback. I know Houston is not going to be good, but but perhaps Brandon Cooks mops up in garbage duty when they're already losing by 20. Well, that's the thing about Cooks is he, all he does is produce 
and, and the teams don't love him. Nobody loves him. I mean, that's, fantasy that's, people that's don't love him. him. His average draft value is like 20. Yeah. I mean, no, his average draft value is 25, and he repeatedly is a top 20 producer. And, of course, I like Allen Robinson. I like his situation right. out in Los Angeles. Yeah, he and takes over for that Robert Woods yeah, situation. Yeah, and he's always been a really good, consistently good wide out. Right. And then I like Rashad Bateman. I know I was really high on Rashad Bateman early in his career, but, I mean, Lamar, Lamar is just different. The offense is different, but I like Rashad Bateman. All right, let's talk tight end. You know, I mentioned earlier, if you can get one of those – Big guys, one of those top guys, grab them because they're going. You got some tight ends that can produce like a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so if you miss out on the top five wide receivers, the next guys are tight ends, and then a few more wide receivers. You know, you got like I said, Kelsey, Kittle, Pitts. I think is you know uh, ready to take that next step. You got Mark Andrews over at uh, Baltimore, and. You know, you got Waller in, in Vegas, yeah. but I think he might take a step back. I, yeah. I don't know that I'd put him in that top tier anymore. Um, I'm not so I'm not so I'm not so bullish on tight ends this year for some reason. I mean, if you just can't if you can't get Andrews or Kelsey, I I personally say you throw you wait. you throw in yeah. the bag, you wait because I like I like Dawson Knox. Yep. In, in Buffalo yeah, to, you got to Knox. be a late guy you can pick up. You got Schultz down in Dallas. Dallas so yeah. I think Dallas Schultz is going to get – his ADP is going to rise, I think, just because Dallas has a lack of weapons yeah. out of their receiving core. You got Goddard at Philadelphia. Goddard, man, I got like – Gasecki at Miami. Yeah. Irv Smith is ultra – Irv, I was going to be high on Irv coming into this year. But he's, he's banged up again. I know, but he's so athletic. I, he's a mismatch when he's on the field. Yeah. And I like Nikoju. Did I say his name right? David Nikoju from Cleveland? Oh, and Joku. And Joku. And Joku, yeah. This is why I like him. I mean, I think you have to factor in if Beef Brisket's the quarterback mm-hmm. or if Deshaun's, you know. But either way, if let's just say Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension is up. And that's all he serves. I think he can be yeah. a pretty. He's an elite talent. Right. Whether or not he can put up elite numbers, but I think he could possibly be worth a pickup, and he can propel you to the fantasy playoffs because when when Watson comes back, I'm gonna give you another name, and I'm trying not to butcher it. <laughs> Albert. Oh, I didn't even put him Oquegunam. on my list. <laughs> I think I said that right. I right? don't even know if you o- said it. O- Alex- o- 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 Quigbunam. Yeah, Den- Denver's tight end. Yes. I know. I I didn't even put him on here because I knew I would butcher his name, <laughs> and I knew you'd probably bring him up. I mean, he's Russell Wilson. Yes. He's he's a what big body dude. Yeah. I mean, I think he's I think he's a potential. I I personally I would just go to the waiver wire on tight ends for me and do matchups. Yeah. I, I just I mean I'm not unless you know Kelsey falls directly to you. Yeah. You know, I mean, or Mark Andrews, if they fall in your lap at yeah. a at, at a, a middle second, yeah, then take them. Right, but you're not going to get them in most drafts. Middle in the second, I don't right. believe. Yeah, because everyone views a tight end as a a maker breaker, like the top two or three. Right. Yeah. All right, we've we've covered all the positions. Um, let's talk about 
any you know anything that you you're just gonna avoid you know I, one thing that I gonna, I'm gonna avoid Deshaun Watson obviously right uh, yeah. I'm gonna avoid right now I'm gonna avoid Panthers quarterback situation uh, you know it's leaning more and more towards it's gonna be Baker <laughs> uh, it's gonna be Baker but if your draft is before they make a move you, you avoid that situation and like I said earlier we we kind of touched on it a little bit but I got to see more from Trey Lance before I'm gonna invest him as my QB one will I yeah, will, will, I, will I take him as my backup That's such huge upside on the back I, I would take him as my backup but I am not investing and I saw on one list where he was I don't even think it was a fantasy football list. I think it was just <clears throat> ranking the quarterbacks in the league, and ESPN had him like 12th or 13th. That's crazy. And he hadn't even done anything yet. Right. He, he barely played any college ball. He has barely played any pro ball. So I, I totally I, I'm going to let somebody else take that. that. I'm going to let somebody else take that, that chance. I agree with that take. I agree with that take that he should be a, a QB2, but I, I definitely think – he should be drafted in everybody's league. Oh yeah. And the yeah. reason is 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 you saw with Jalen Hurts last year, sixteen touchdowns right. throwing, yeah, and then seven hundred something yards rushing, right. and yeah. he was a I QB mean, six. Yeah, I mean you Trey got, you, Lance. He, he could have been an RB one. <laughs> four more <laughs> four the, more touchdowns passing, and Jalen Hurts right. is an RB. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna exactly. like I said. I'm not gonna take that risk. As a QB one, I love so, to have him as my QB two. Yes. Oh, you know he definitely I, should be on everybody's I'm avoiding him as draft a QB list one. as a backup for sure. Just to, just to have him. And uh, he, what I'm hearing out of Kansas City right now, I'm avoiding their running backs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, there's yeah. too many of them. Uh, too many. You know, Clyde Edwards, Alaire. You got just, Pacheco, the rookie. Yeah. Who, you who know, he's getting, been getting some some first team reps. I heard in, he's in been practice. moved up to second. Yeah. And then you got Ronald. That's where Ronald Jones went. Was sure. To Kansas City. And you know and he McKinnon, should who, never be factored in. Well, I mean, he, he, he was. Highly I rated, know, but, but man, he's such a so, wild card. So that that's that that's. You know, situation I'm going to avoid is the Chiefs running backs. I'm going to avoid Kyle Pitts. Okay, because of the quarterback. Because of the quarterback, I you know, and he gets talked about as elite. Yeah. And I just I don't I, I mean he's an elite talent. Yeah. But talent is different from fantasy value. But I don't like the quarterback situation. Yeah, but a, a great tight end can help improve that quarterback situation. I don't think that one. Marcus Mariota's never been tight end friendly. I mean, I'm avoid Kyle Pitts. You don't like that quarterback situation. No, I mean, unless Kyle. Obviously, if Kyle Pitts were to fall to me in the third round, yeah, that. But you you know, you know, you know what you do like. What do I like? Some bourbon. I do like some. We beat that horse fantasy enough. I think. I think we've. We we got pages more. I mean, we 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 could talk on this for another hour and a half. We do. but I think I think we gave some good good insight into some strategy, uh, you know, into some some names that might not be on the radar. Right. Um, we tried to go a little more off the path, you know, with with some names. You know, it's, it just seems ridiculous to give you the top yeah, five. Yeah, I mean, anybody can anybody can do that. Nobody wants to hear our list, so right. of of top five. So yeah, yeah it was definitely 
good information yeah. for sure. No, I, I think I think we should uh, make our way over to the bar. Let's and do it. Rate, rate that, that shit. shit. Hey, well, we're here at the bar. This is uh, our moment of rate that shit. Our favorite, our favorite segment of the podcast. So one of them. Yeah, well, man, I like them all, but of course, you know, we we like to sample some bourbon, and we obviously have three unique bourbons. Yeah, we, Colby, deci- you wanna- we, we decided for this this show we were going to do something a little different and uh, do honey flavored bourbons. You know, we we typically don't do a flavored bourbon, but we decided for this this show, why not? We'll, we'll sample some. Uh, some honey bourbons. Yeah. And then we're going to rate them. And why don't you explain to them our rating system? Yeah, so so Bourbon Buzz and Ballin', we have our own rating system. We do it one through four. And, you know, if it's right at the, you know, it's, it's not good to us, you know, to us exactly. We like to call that brown bag. Um, if you move on up a little bit and it's, it's not too bad, you might want to drop some Coke in it. It's a mixer. After that, it becomes more of a sipping, a smoother bourbon. We like to maybe throw a rock in it. It's on the rocks. And then, of course, the best of the best, you know, the, the, the top anything. shelf doesn't need anything. We call that neat. So that's our rating system. So tonight, what we're going to start with, uh, old school, 1795, the Jim Beam Distillery uh, went into business. Tried and true. So this is uh, the Jim Beam Honey. It's a 70 proof, so these these two bourbons aren't real high proof. Mm. Um, you can buy this for about $18.95 at, at the local package store, ABC store. It's my price. Yeah. It's uh, my price. You know, I, I, I started on Jim Beam when I yeah. first started drinking. I, that, was, that was what I started on. You know, started with Jim Beam, went to Maker's Mark, and... Progressed my way on up. But, up to uh, about a year ago, I had to convince my dad that there's more bourbons than Jim Beam. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, uh, so this, like I said, this is the Jim Beam honey. It's supposed to obviously give you that little honey taste. So, uh, but let's let's give her a look. Yeah, give I her a taste. I don't know that I should expect too much out of it. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, it's 70 proof. Yeah, 70 it's, proof. It's probably going to be very sweet. That's just... I mean, honestly, I don't even taste, smell bourbon. I don't smell bourbon. I smell sweet. Maybe a hint of the alcohol if I get my nose down in right. there. I mean, color-wise, I mean, it does look like honey to me, so. Definite, definite honey taste. Oh, that's definitely sweet up front. Yeah, I mean, you could probably, you know, if you wanted to, Maybe mix it with some ginger ale, maybe. Um, yeah, or just, I mean it's sweet up front, and then you get a little bit of that that bourbon, that right that tannin flavor at the end. You know the dryness of it. I mean, it's not something that you're going to want to just have three or four drinks of because mm-hmm. it is so sweet. And uh, I, I mean, I I gotta tell you what, it's tasty. It's really good. It's it's smooth. I mean, it's it's uh, to me it's not not a, it's not in the bourbon family. No, I guess, but yeah. There's no there's there's no burn whatsoever. No, uh, I, mean, I mean it's it's, it's really good. I, I agree. I think um, I think it I would, would clearly rate this a two. It's a mixer for me. I think it definitely would would be better chilled. 
You know, we're drinking yeah. it neat because we want we want to just experience mm. the bourbon itself. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. I, I like I honey. It, I think it. You know, maybe keep it in your fridge. Sure. Uh, I think I think it was chilled. And like I said, you know, you might could add a juice to it or a ginger ale or. It was good. Good flavor for sure. I like it. I'm kind of torn between a a one and a two. Um, all right. Well, I, I'll uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it the two. I'll give it a mixer. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's not bad. It's it's a it's a flavor for what it is. Yeah, exactly. What, I mean, you know, it it's it's outside of our normal right. range, but for what it is, I, I'll give it a two. Well, let's talk about the. All right. So the next one, this is this is wild turkeys, uh, honey infused bourbon, and this one. <clears throat> This one's stronger than the Jim Beam, so be careful because this one's seventy-one proof. Whoa! <laughs> so let me ask you this: Do they really? Is it really honey in the barrel? This one is, is honey infused okay. uh, with real honey. Right. Um, you know, it's made by a, a wild turkey, like I said. This one is about twenty-five bucks. So you know, typically our mid-range bourbon, we like to find a thirty to fifty-dollar range. There's not a lot of honey bourbons out there. Uh, <laughs> Most of them are in your 25 and under range. So yeah. this this was what I deemed probably the the best of the 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 second tier. You know, this one did win uh, a double gold at the New York International Spirits Competition. Okay. So all right, uh, wild turkey. They they're sneaky. Mm. They're sneaky with some good bourbon. That one smells a little better than the Jim Beam. Yeah, that one actually smells more bourbon. Man, for, for one more proof. You feel it a little more. That's that's pretty good. That's really good. I think uh, I think wild turkey. Yeah. They, they put a hurting on, on the yeah, you know, product. I, 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 but I can't give that a three. No, because a it's, a, it's an infused bird. I can't give that a three, so I'm going to have to go back on my first one. <laughs> we got props now. I'm going to have to go we back on my first one. We got problems. Because this one I'm going to rate a mixer. I agree. For, and for and like, if this is a mixer, that's a brown bag. Yeah, for $7 more. It's worth it. Don't. Yes. Yeah, don't. I, I'm sorry, Beam. <laughs> I'm sorry. That might hurt us with some sponsorships, but you know what? We we got to be honest. We, we this give, is good. Give our opinion. This, 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 is, that is, this good. is good. That's for good. For a honey bourbon. You know, it, I mean, that a sweet after dinner drink. Um, yeah, see, I... I could take this over a port mm -hmm. all day long. That to me should be in that category of the after dinner sip. You know what's surprising is how much different. I didn't think there'd be that much of a difference in taste. Well, and between I, and these I felt, two, I felt the alcohol. There's the after the, the back end. I felt more of a I'm more almost of a bourbon, getting kind of like a a cinnamon uh, vibe to it. Yeah, uh, but. I mean, it's, it's good, man. I, I agree with this. I, I I like the prop. I have to give that to you. Props. I'm gonna give the props to you. The bag, brown bag. That's that's correct. Seven dollars more. Go with this one. All right, and the last one. Now that this one really is stepping up into proof. Now this one better be good, though. I mean, honestly. this is a short barrel beekeeper, and it's 101 proof. Right. Mm. And. Uh, it's it's about sixty dollars a bottle retail. Uh, I know some places will 
where they're not regulated will we'll charge upwards of ninety dollars. Right. They got um, a pretty cool story. The the I mean I don't even know that I can explain the story to you honestly because it's almost like they're I don't think they distill anything. Right. I think they're they're blending mm-hmm. bourbons. And it's a relatively new company, I think 2016, 17. They're blending bourbons and they're inf- not infusing, but they're they're they got uh, honey infused yeah, barrel. barrels. It's a, it's a used yeah. honey barrel yes. that, that, yes. they're, that they're aging it in. Yes. And I think that one's what five? Is that a five, five and a half? Year? Five, five and, and a half, half years. Yep. So, so this one I think, but for the money, for the for the price, I think this one better really knock ourselves yeah, they, off. We're gonna we're gonna have higher expectations. Absolutely. The color the color looks a little better uh, on and this. It, and it's a little bit thicker, a little bit, yeah, a little bit of legs there. Good smell. That does have a good smell. I'm not getting a lot of honey. I'm not either, but you know that's what I, I think I like more about it is that it falls more in line with the bourbon finish. With the, with the bourbon you know, it's finish. not it's yeah. not a like a infused it, it's just, right this is more these were more sweet like sweet drinks you know, they are this definitely is, sweet this is this, more this of is, a bourbon this type is drink a bourbon you know like a like the, you've got the bourbons finished in port barrels cabernet bat definitely barrels. it definitely has the honey honey color to it yeah um i mean i like it i like it break that shit man you know what I'm still only going to give it a two. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, based on some of the other bourbons we've tried and rated th- threes and fours, you know, rocks and neats. I'm gonna, it falls a little, it, it falls, and, and maybe it's, I had higher expectations and that's right. what's causing me to rate it a little bit lower. But honestly, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna, it's a two for me. It's a mixer. You know what it is for me? Uh-oh. It's, it's, it just didn't. This didn't. It ain't, didn't hit the mark. Not even close to being worth the money. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even get any honey from it, which I was I was actually kind of glad about early on. But right. but then I, I felt more. I, I better give it more of the of the bourbon taste. And it was just weak to me. I mean, well, I for a how, how much? Hundred and one. Yeah. Yeah, that was weak. Yeah. I I mean, for the for the price, the value of that bourbon to me, it's just not. And and, and maybe it's just you know we're not we don't like flavored bourbons. Uh, not and, not normally, but you know this one that was one enjoyable. was was good. I I would like I said I would drink that on the rocks after dinner. Yeah. Uh, instead of maybe getting like you said instead of getting a pork, maybe get that. Yeah. Um. You know, like I said, we. It's just not our thing. We're not, we're not flavored bourbon. We we like our our true bourbons and right. Yeah. Th- this just this, this this was fun though. Yeah, I mean, last this was fun because because these are all you can get these. Yeah, you know I think that's the hard part we have with the with the tasting is, are we going to be able to get bourbons that you have readily available? You know, and I think these are readily available. Yeah, and you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to experiment. I'm going to. Take these and mix them with stuff, and see if if I find something that that I think we should buy some more barrels and start do age them in a barrel doing, with doing with some our stuff. own yeah doing our own 
bourbons in some random barrels. That's cool, though. That All right, well, fun. to recap tonight, uh, we did the three honey bourbons, and uh, we gave two brown bags to the beam and, and to the short barrel, and we gave a mixer to the uh, American honey, the wild yeah, turkey. Wild turkey. So wild turkey it, it was wasn't... Good. Wasn't wasn't as good as last week's. You know, we we had three that we really enjoyed last week. This I, week, I think if anybody knows bourbon, they would have thought that going into probably, this taste test. Probably, but I think it was fun. Probably, yeah, yeah, it. absolutely. I mean, it, we got to you know mix it up every once in a absolutely. while. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, so next week, you know, we'll be back again. Uh, we're gonna come in hot. We'll start the show coming in hot with with current topics. And then uh, next week's actually going to be our NFL, our first, you know, one first part of a two-part NFL preview. Yep. So we'll do the AFC conference uh, next week, and then the following episode we'll do the NFC. Uh, and then after we do the AFC next week, we'll have three more bourbons that we'll taste and, and rate and uh, see what happens. Excellent. I had a good time, man. This was some good content tonight. Good show. We uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Um, we enjoy doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fun for us. So you know, if we get followers, if we get you know likes and shares, that's always excellent. But you know, that's really not even the goal. No, we we, we just, just enjoy, enjoy doing it, and we hope you enjoy watching it. You know, we're gonna get better as we go. So it's a lot of fun. But you know, we have we have all the socials. Please follow us and like us all at Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin'. And of course, you know, please email us and give us some feedback, you know, cuss us out if you need to <laughs> about some of our opinions. That's cool too. Um, you can email us at bourbonbuzzedandballinpr at gmail.com. You got anything you can, you can cheers the. Oh yeah, I st we still got a little left. Yeah. No, that's the brown bag. I, <laughs> I left a little get, get of, one of that. All right, man. So until next week, cheers. Cheers. Yo!